everybody. This is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero 101. Yes! That's awesome! That's possibly the coolest thing I've ever heard. Children are not safe to walk down the street in a world where you can trust no one. Cheer up, dude. It's Heroes 101 Radio, and it's our third birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Welcome to Heroes 101 Radio. I'm apologies for being a dick at the beginning. It's what I do. Uh, this is Spectre from the New York Initiative uh, on the East Coast, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely host from the West Coast, Rock and Roll from San Francisco. How are you doing, my dear? I am doing great. Oh, my God, no apologies. You're not being a dick. That was amazing. I loved it. Mike <laughs> and I were going, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so welcome as well to Nightbug on the Soundboards, uh, manfully manning our manly boards, as usual. <laughs> Manly. Manly. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Welcome. So it's our, our third anniversary. Um, but uh, before we get into the third anniversary, who the hell are we, Rock? We are Heroes 101 Radio, uh, the brain love child of, God, that sounds really awful, but it's not, of uh, the initiative group. We are we are the initiative, and, and what we do is try to save the world one good deed at a time, which means if you see somebody cleaning up a park around you, might be one of us. If you see someone teaching free self-defense, might be one of us. Feeding the homeless, picking up used needles, just being a good person, that's what we try to do. So that's us, and this is our show where we try to give you guys all kinds of great tips and and uh, just info to uh, live a happy, safer, healthier life. Plus, we see a lot of funny shit. I don't know. It's we try. That, we, we think we're that funny. Much. <laughs> we think we're funny, and and it's our uh, it's our th- God three years, three years. I I think uh, and and over forty two thousand listens. So uh, hopefully somebody else thinks we're funny too, and if not, you know whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in a giddy mood. I I can't believe this is this is three years. This is pretty awesome. It really yeah. is. It wasn't such a sure no, was it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> You know, no. but, you know what blows my mind as well, though, is uh, it, it kind of feels like the months of birthdays because we just had uh, the Danimator, for, who was our, our guest host um, on the last show when we were talking about fracking. Um, so Dan from, from Geek Power Radio, it's, uh, it was his birthday very recently, and weirdly, it's also his uh, his co-host on Geek Pile, um, Biff. So uh, 
happy birthday as well as Heroes 101 Radio to to, to uh, Danimator and, and Biff from uh, Geek Pile Radio who are always uh, listening in and, and in the chat room. And that kind of reminds me. Uh, that's me kicking you out of the chat room. Just kidding. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the chat room. Um, so if anyone, if anyone wants to talk to us on the air tonight, if you want to phone in and uh, share your stories of heroism and everyday good deeds, if you want to reminisce about some crazy shows that we've done in the past, uh, you can call in and talk to us on area code three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. That's three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. Or you can head on to Blog Talk Radio, and there will eventually be a chat room. Well, there you go. See? See? You guys, call in. Tonight is a really fun night to call in because we're we're being silly. You know, we've got uh, a few things we want to talk about, but uh, we're, we're pretty open for the most part to talk about um, oh, all things heroic, like like Spectre said. So, And we've got we've got a guest, too, that, uh, you know, a, a couple of guests, actually, that are here to speak with us from out of state. Um, and we'll be getting to them shortly. But uh, before then, we've also got um, uh, everything on is archived, and everything is available in podcasts. So if you want to learn more, you can always just check out our, our archived episodes, listen to them on your way to work. We'll make you laugh. We might teach you something new. Who knows? And, um, you know, we'll just make you fall in love with uh, Spectre's awesome voice, his dulcet tones that that uh are why we keep him on the show we we really don't like personally but you know the you know the voice we got to keep the voice what can we say well thank you miss money penny right <laughs> we're totally kidding we love him and uh uh it's, it's really hard to most times to shut up long enough to uh hear him because we want to go say some more say some more but that's okay we gotta i'll stop i'll stop with the uh Loving on the uh, on the accent there, so. Well, you know uh, what? Yeah. I, I'm thinking that uh, I, I tried to, to. I was tempted to brush over it and, and not even mention it, but uh, I'm thinking there may be a few people out there who are regular listeners who are thinking, "Where the hell have you guys been?" Because uh, you know you've done the odd show now and again, but you guys have been a little silent for a while. So I was thinking maybe we should recap some of our uh, our crazy adventures over the last couple of months to uh, oh my demonstrate God, that we yeah. haven't exactly been sitting on our hands doing nothing. No, no. Oh, and by the way, when I have to interject. When you were mentioning birthdays, did you forget a really important birthday there? Did you? Did you? Because I, I didn't hear you mention oh, it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. You know, we're going to take this opportunity right now to sing happy birthday to my co-host, Spectre, who just also celebrated Aww. an amazing birthday. So, ready? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Spectre. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Spectre. Happy birthday, like one, two. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> you guys. You made me blush. Oh, oh, awesome. That's awesome. But you're a ginger anyway, so, like, that's really hard, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what made me blush even more was um, on my actual birthday. I don't know. People who know me, uh, I guess, outside of this, uh, will probably have seen a video where I was called home from work in an emergency by my wife. Who so I, I rush home. Uh, 
kind of pissy with someone on the train because they were delaying me and I really wanted to get a move on. They were in on this as well. I walk in the front door and there's a giant box in the middle of my lounge. And I open the box and it's my sister and my brother-in-law from the UK who uh, my wife has snuck over without me having a clue uh, to spend Dude. my birthday with me. So how cool Dude. is that, the birthday surprise? She, you know what? We were back and forth, you know, trying to talk in when she was, because uh, we were coming out to New York. And when she was saying she was going to do that, I was freaking out going, why can't you be like my sister? Because to open a box and find people <laughs> <laughs> That that aren't you know like uh, cut up into pieces like serial yeah, killers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, exactly. But that's that's awesome. I would have cried because I'm a big weenie like that. But that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, oh, by the way, we've got we've got a caller on on hold. You want you want to take a caller? We already. Yeah. Know why not? Yeah. Let's take him. Welcome, caller. We know who you are. <laughs> we know, you know who this is. Yeah, we love this guy. So who's this? Who is this? Why don't you tell everybody so the audience can can hear who this is? All right, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Okay, I'm just my phone's acting weird. That's okay. As long as you're not actually. <laughs> usually we have our Tuesday night meetings, and tonight we were done early, so it was a, a good time to go oh. call and say hi. Hell yeah! And so, who are you? This is Travis Heisel from the local community of Utah. Hey, welcome. Happy three-year anniversary, guys. Thank you so much. And you know what? We Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Travis Heisel of the Legacy Initiative Utah is, is and it sounds like I'm ass-kissing. I'm not. I actually really, really love this guy. He's, he's one of our favorites. He runs this huge organization in Utah that uh, not only helps to feed and clothe and and organize, you know, uh, things for the homeless, but, um, oh God, he just got a bit of really good news recently, and, and I don't love him as much now because I'm so horribly jealous, but do, do you want to let people know what that good news was? Um, Sure. <laughs> so uh, there's going to be a Hawaii branch of the Legacy Initiative in the near future. I was uh, just offered a job over there. So now the other half of the, the TNT here, he's going to mm-hmm. head up to Utah, and, uh, and I'm going to start all over again out in Hawaii. You poor, poor thing. How it's going to be so hard. Survive? It's going to be so hard. you be okay? We're here for you, you know. If, if you need love, if you need help... We're right here for you, Travis. When you're when you're suffered out there on the beach, you lucky bastard. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna just suck a lot. Oh God, bug, stop! <laughs> bug is bug is just hitting the 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 bug. Night bug is on our board tonight. I expect her to. But no, thank you so much for calling in and wishing us a happy three year. We've had you on a few times because yeah, any uh, chance I get a chance to talk to you guys, we're always. Yeah. Everybody's so busy. So anytime yeah, I yeah. get a chance to say so hi, I'm, I'm all about yeah. it. So I'm wondering if, speaking of busy, how long can you stay on? Or, or do you have to just pop in and say hi? I can and, stay and on then... for a little while. We just uh, we just got finished with a project. We had a Boy Scout uh, troop putting together hygiene kits for Saturday's outreach. Sweet. And I just got done with that. So I'm, uh, I've got to swing over to a friend's house and pick up my tools, and then I'm 
driving home. Oh, okay. I've got plenty of time to hang out on here. Sweet, hang out with us because there's a couple people here who who you probably would want to talk to too once we bring them on. But my co-host was talking about how uh, talking about why we haven't been on consistently um, the past. God, what is it, Spectre? Like couple months. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. Yeah, because we were trying to do every single Tuesday night like we've been doing for the past three years, but life just kind of gets in the way. And and what have you been up to, Spectre? Because, you know, I know, but the listening audience doesn't. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've been kind of swapping coasts, right, for the last couple of months. I right? Was, uh, I spent oh a fair God. old amount of time. So, you know, I think everyone knows that we did the Warrior Dash, and, and man, that, that was so much fun. Um so, you know, this was as part of the Misfits team, and we we did a whole show on it, so I'm not going to bore anyone with, the, with that tale, because it was a freaking cool show that we did about that with uh, a lot of very, very cool people on. Um, but uh, so after that, I, I came out to San Francisco, and oh, my God, we, we, <laughs> we did so much in a week. Oh, my God, um, <laughs> right. What did we do? As soon as you got here, we, you know, because you were already here for the big Oracle thing going on, um, yeah. like he gets to come out here every year for that. Another lucky bastard. Anyway, um, and then and then I think I dragged you into. Didn't we? I dragged so we tried you to do a in. street boutique, didn't we? Yeah. And the first the first minute I got off the plane, we pretty much right. went and tried to run a street boutique and uh, had a uh, a pretty interesting encounter with the uh, SFPD and uh, park rangers and, and stuff uh, by city hall. But uh, yes, those assholes. I'm sorry. I I know we swear here a lot, so not safe for children <coughs> unless your children have like. You know, they don't care, but yeah, I mean, I know they're doing their job, but they were really mean about the way that that they they approached us about. You know, we were just trying to get clothes to the homeless, and we weren't, uh, you know, occupying any sidewalk space that what you know we cleared a path. Everything was great, and they were just really mean about it. Your typical jerk cop thing, and I'm a I'm a police supporter. For those who think I'm at, I'm not anti cops at all, but the the way they handled it really made me empathize with uh people who are really angry with the police right now so but we try to do that and then later that was it later that night yeah well actually you know even then even though the cops were kind of moving us on and, and they, they gave us a, probably the hardest time i've seen cops give you know outreach workers who are just volunteering right. to do a good thing but uh right. <clears throat> you know even though they were moving us on in, in a pretty aggressive way and <clears throat> threatening us to get us into the van and, and get us to, to get out of there uh, we, we, I mean, you know, I say we, it was essentially your team, but uh, gave out a lot of clothes and, and a ton of burritos as well, like an entire massive cooler of burritos to, you know, to right. people who really needed it. And it, it, you know, it just went to prove to me that it, it doesn't really matter what the uh, what the authorities think at the end of the day. They can threaten you with whatever they want, but uh, it doesn't take long to be uh, giving someone a burrito or a jacket and, and just, uh, you know, trying to do a bit of good in the face of adversity. Very good. I'll keep that in mind because we're doing another one. You guys are doing another one coming up, and then we're doing another one this week. So should we run into anything, I'll I'll keep that in mind that, yes, somebody still got reached that day. So, yeah. um, But but then later that night, we, we didn't give you a break. Oh, we didn't. We, we made you come up on stage with us without even having one rehearsal with us and sing uh, backup with me along for this band that was playing to a sold-out venue um, for it was it was the San Francisco Bay Area Scream Festival. It was a, a short film festival, and we were the only band playing, and it was insanity. And it you was were the what festival? The Scream <laughs> Festival. You were just waiting to get another one, weren't you? 
Yeah. That's one of my favorite screams from Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and uh, my co-host rocked the stage. That was pretty cool. He needs to get back into music. I'm putting that out there right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You oh, can't man, ignore you know, that, music. that was so much fun. That was, that was the first gig I'd played in, I think, seven years. And um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, we, we, we were dressed up, uh, well, we were dressed up in, in kind of, you know, Halloween-y type clothes, but we had makeup on as, you know, skull makeup and it yeah. was very, uh, you know, I, I loved the whole gig as well as you know the part we played. But there were, you know, zombie burlesque dancers and and you know there was Elizabeth Bathory stripping off naked in a bath full of blood and you know horror right. movies and and uh, you know contortionists. It was a real like old school freak show kind of a vibe. It was uh, excellent, just just such good entertainment. So it was. It was. It was like a Disneyland for horror show kids and stuff. It was. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the next day we did the Walk for Lupus as part of... Um, oh, my God, I forgot Army, we did that. Which, yeah, that We're was, crazy. It was like 8 o'clock wow. in the morning the next day. Oh, my God. Insane. <laughs> Dude, we got to do it now because someday we'll be too old to do this. So, see, Travis... If we go to visit you in um, Hawaii, now I love Hawaii, but we're gonna we're gonna make you do all kinds of crazy stuff, or maybe you'll make us do all kinds of crazy stuff. But that's that's just know that when we get together, my co-host and I, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're doing crazy stuff. It's on. Yeah. It's on. That's it. There you go. See. All right, Simon. And I think Simon's planning. Is planning to go to Hawaii next year at some point, isn't yeah, he? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I, I, yeah. We're, we're looking at booking it pretty soon and doing a, a couple of different islands and and yeah, just seeing the sights. You know, it's, it's, being you know being from Europe, Hawaii is a, a pretty damn long way away from us. So it's uh, well, stop. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We'll roll out a futon for you, dude. <laughs> nice. Dude, we will sleep on your lawn. I'm yeah. not even kidding. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're Hawaii freaks. Well, I am. So, um, and and uh, what else has been going on since then? Real quick, we've been uh, did all that. We've we've had a few outreaches since then. Um, shoot, I, then I went to you went back home, and then I went to New York two weeks after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went out there for a family wedding. There was a wedding in our family. It was a pretty big big event, and I took a train. Bug and I took a train. Like so, fools. So busy, we didn't even get to see him. Yeah, and we were so busy that entire weekend, we kept trying to see you, and you were busy because you had your family out there, so we never got to cross paths, but then we knew, yeah, you know, we knew we'd see each other again soon, so yeah, that's, that's how we are. Yeah, and then... You know, your, your train journey looks incredible, you know? I mean, again, as a foreigner, the idea that you can take a train anywhere that takes, like, four days or whatever it was just right. blew my mind, you know? Took four days. I, I highly recommend it. People are like... Are you kidding me? Four days? Dude, it's so... They have showers. You know, they have restrooms. They have sleeper cars. They have food, you know, dining cars, observation cars. It's 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 the way... You're, you're going to see sites that you've never seen before and will never see unless you're on a train. It that's just, what she said. That's what she said. And it's almost the same price as um, as flying. So if you've got the time, I highly recommend the train. So... Um, but yeah, so we've been extremely busy, not not just sitting on our butts, going. I think I'm gonna ignore the radio show tonight because I'm bored and I want to watch TV. That's that's not you know, that's uh, that's not what we do. So, oh, um, but uh, we've also had visitors, and we both have, and 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 I have to do this. Speaking of visitors, we've we've got some here right now. So, um, 
is uh is is this a good time, Specter, to to pull them online and uh drag well, them into this me, crazy conversation? Let me conversation? say one quick thing before you do sure, this. Before, sure. Just while we recap what we've been up to, we we did a lot of work in the New York area recently with um the superheroes and um so that's uh, life who people have probably seen life on the the HBO documentary. He was a guy kind of wearing the Green Hornet style mask and and hat. Uh. Um, yeah, and he he does a lot of work with the homeless, and and another guy called Civitron from Massachusetts who was down, and uh, we we did a big outreach on uh, on Sunday. Um, in uh, we we put everything together in Brooklyn, did something there, and then headed into Manhattan and, and around the Bowery area. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we, we're going to be having them back on for a dedicated show soon, and uh, and you know Travis, I was thinking the show that we were we were planning to do was kind of a, another homeless themed show, talking about uh, you know how everyday people can can help the homeless situation, and you know the things that, that regular people can do to to kind of contribute. So uh, if mm-hmm. uh, you know if we can line things up, it would be awesome to have uh, some folks from the Legacy Initiative on there as well. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Just uh, just shoot me an email or. Or hit me up on the on the Facebook, and we'll uh, we'll get that squared away. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. It'll be. You know, it's something we've done a few times before. But uh, you know, as, as winter's around the corner, and and I think uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people approach me and ask, you know, what they can do to help and how they can get involved. So uh, you know, the idea of uh, kind of doing a recap episode and, and aiming it at, at just everyday people and, and the kind of uh, you know regular things that they can do without too much trouble to uh, to contribute seems uh, pretty good timing to me. There you go. There you go. Cool. You know what? There for that. I want to come out and. Uh, anyway, if we have that portal, think about it. We have a teleporter. I can help you guys out on yours. You can help me out on mine. Yeah, it's a deal. You know, they should have a teleporter and just use it for good deeds. I know that sounds very simple, but seriously, that way murder suspects couldn't split. You know, the scene of the crime. You know, there someday in the future, you know, they will have this available for people to do good things. <laughs> I'm hoping. Anyway. That's what my would, would you have like a guard stood at the door of the teleporter though, just checking that you were a good guy before you went in? Yeah, like like you didn't, you didn't look who, too shifty wearing a mask and have shifty right, looking right, eyes. Right. Or, or somebody who could see within, like like is it is his name Heimdall, the the guy at uh, Heimdall. Heimdall at um, you know Thor's guy, you know. Up in the Bifrost. In the Bifrost, yeah, exactly. So you get somebody like that, he'll know whether or not you're lying. <laughs> you know. So yes, I live in the fantasy world. Whatever, dudes. I've got Star Wars tattoos. What do you think? So, <laughs> and, and um, speaking of Star Wars tattoos, um, sorry, I'm busting you out. I'm busting out uh, one of our guests who's sitting right here next to me and and has a, another Star Wars tattoo just like a just like mine because she's just as much of a nerd as I am. Maybe not, but close. <laughs> And I'm busting out. Well, I don't know. First, and then we'll bring on that person right there. Yeah, you guys, we've got we've got like guests galore for you. So, um, <clears throat> without further further ado, I hate that phrase, but I can't think of a better one. Let me bring on a member of the Washington Initiative. Um, that's that's Seattle, Washington, dude. So if you're interested in doing some outreach or lots of cool stuff like that, there's a branch in Washington, and this person is the person you want to contact. With that, your your station. Yes, yes, I am using her her uh, stage name. That's what I call them. So with that, I'd like to introduce Temper. 
of the Washington Okay, you know what? This I can usually move the cord or we'll have you move a little closer there. Um yeah, she's down. We're having a kind of an event here uh tomorrow. Uh we're we're lucky enough to have a um a film crews coming out. They're kind of interested in what we do. So they're nice enough to come out and film some of our um our good deeds tomorrow and on Thursday. So these guys are down to give us a hand with with uh, all the things that we've got planned for uh for the Tuesday. Of the year. I think that Nightbook quit, needs to quit hitting all these buttons while we're talking. Matt Damon. Right. <laughs> so so temper you you've been uh, a busy busy woman but you you still have made time to come down here. That's of course. Really cool. That's cool. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Washington Initiative right now? Sure. So we've gone through a bit of restructuring. Um, I'm just taking my earpiece for a second. So, uh, gosh, we are a small but mighty branch of the initiative. Uh, We took a a little bit of a hiatus because um, I recently got married and we also had a baby. So apparently... (laughs) Adulting everywhere. Yeah, right. (laughs) Apparently that uh, takes some some time of everything, um, but she's now four months old. She's our newest little superhero baby. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that, but otherwise it's been a lot. Before that, um, we focused more on uh, de-escalation training, some self-defense, um, a lot of homeless outreach. We work with different air, um, group groups in the Washington area, like Echo, uh, our Mold City Heroes organization. Um, anyone who will work with us, honestly, if they're uh, still in RCSM, former RCSM, the Serene City Superhero Movement, uh, people that aren't superheroes, we have some of the longest-running actual homeless outreach events, which are great. So those are kind of our big focuses. Um, we did a lot of free self-defense training for a while, and I got back into that, um, and a lot of kind of educational things. So I put out a few bullying PSAs, um, brochures, things like that that went around to every middle school in the Seattle school district. And some of them are being used. So we do a lot of that. We're starting to get back into it now with a four month old. Um and uh my husband helps uh on a lot of the homeless outreaches. He brings his own stuff to that as well. So that's what we've been up to. That's a lot of stuff. He, he, uh, he sounds like that a really cool guy. I wish we could have him on the show. Body positivity blog. So it's called Bigger Expectations. So it's its own thing that takes a lot of time, too. Um, if having a baby and getting married wasn't enough. Yeah. What were, what were you saying there, Spectre? I, I was just saying, when you mentioned your husband, he sounds like a pretty cool guy. I was saying I wish we could have him on the show. Man, why did you wish for a winning lottery ticket if you're going to wish for things that are going to actually happen? Because, I mean, he's here. We've got him on the show. No with way. Lottery ticket, dude. Lottery ticket. We could have bought a Learjet, you know, no teleporter, but the Learjet. We could have, you know. You could... Well, you know what Temper said earlier on? She was hinting that there may be a special guest on the show tonight, and uh, I was hoping for Santa. I kind of thought it might be that time of year, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> You're going to try to bribe that Batman, right? It's like, Santa, I need a Harley. So, 
so since we've already let the cat out of the bag, so um, let's let's introduce this awesome husband of hers, this guy. I kind of like him, otherwise I wouldn't have him up in my home. Um, and uh, we we just mentioned the Range City superhero movement, uh, which uh, the former Range City, former, superhero, right, yeah. right. So, um, but but now it's uh it's it's now defunct. Is that, is that it is. It is, it is. Um, there are some guys who are still doing really good work, but we've got one of the main guys right here, and, and uh, I'd like to bring on the air, um, Evocatus, or Evo for short. Welcome, welcome. Hi. I will gladly wash your Learjet. <laughs> that, okay. That could be taken. Did you hear that, Spectre? Yeah, that's that's a that's a filthy phrase where I'm from. Right? Oh. <laughs> that's what I was like, I'm holding that going. Uh, that could be. That's a whole other show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're making me laugh. I'm gonna cough. That's a, so you guys, now you guys are like, um, uh, obviously teamed up to do all this really cool stuff together. Plus, you got a new kid. Plus, you got married. To me, that's that's kind of what we need to hear because there's so many people out there in the real life superhero world who are like, I can't do it because of this and that and this. And I respect a lot of that, but when it's just you don't really want to do it and you're making excuses, that's when people can see right through it. And uh, yeah, I like when you guys are here telling people, hey, you know, we're we're back on board, we're doing this. You know, we can. It doesn't take a ton of money, right? No, not at all. Um, I mean, that's a that's a very common thing that uh, you find with a lot of people that have uh, shown a lot of interest in this and have participated in this, be it a handout or what have you. Uh, just about anyone can. Um, it, it's not about being a, you know, billionaire philanthropist that drives a Batmobile around. It's about... It's not? Well, newsflash. Um, <laughs> what we try to represent is kind of the... You know, John Q. Anybody. Uh, we like to, you know, show people, and sometimes that's the purpose of masks. So, I mean, that could be a whole episode itself. But I mean, that we can be anybody, and and we're not, we don't have special superpowers or anything extravagant. But uh, anyone can do this. Anyone can, you know, sling a sandwich or a burrito. Anyone can help participate in a homeless handout. Anyone can help pick up needles. Anyone can dial nine one one if they see anything, and uh, you know, just kind of look out for anyone else on the streets. And it's. It's really not as hard and in-depth, and, uh, you know, it is a time commitment. Uh, we're not going to lie, but, uh, you know, Timber and I, we were talking the other day, and we're talking about, you know, all the things we've done just ourselves in our own lives, I mean, this past year, and we've hit pretty much every, you know, that list of, like, the most stressful things in the world that you know, are the biggest life stressors. We're talking getting married. Moving, moving, buying a vehicle, mm-hmm. having a child, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we have a blended family, uh, uh, new jobs. Um, and it's like, it's just like checking off a list of, okay, what other, I mean, short of, and thank goodness, uh, death in the family, we've, we've hit pretty much everything. And we're still already planning and looking forward to, you know, our next outreach or what can we, what can we do? You know, we, we listen to things on current events like, you know, if there's a natural disaster, what, uh, you know, how can we help? We hear about Syrian refugees, okay, what organizations are sponsoring that? How can we, how can we help? What can we do? So, 
yeah, we, we still keep very active in our own ways. And, uh, yeah, as our little one gets a little bit older, we're looking forward to jumping back in the fray. That's awesome. See, and you know what? You're teaching these kids. Kids. Is to give a damn about the community, right? Yeah. Do you find that? I know Travis and Spectre both have children, and I'm, they're watching us, you know? So we're all parents. And sometimes I forget just how much of an impact this has on these kids that are watching us. Do you do you you know forget about that every now and then as parents? Either of you? <laughs> no, sorry. I was, I was going to bring up actually. My my kids came along to their first homeless outreach on Sunday with the uh, superheroes anonymous and, and some other guys from the uh, New York Initiative and. Um, you know, I'd, I've been a little loath. You know, some of the times when we do homeless outreach, we do it in Harlem. It's kind of late at night. You know, some of the homeless people are on some pretty serious drugs, and, and you know, they're in a, a bad way, and it can get a little sketchy at times. So, you know, I've, I've been very reluctant to take my kids along. But this was, a you know, a daytime one in Manhattan. It was pretty safe. Um, so they came along. They helped make the homeless packs, and then they actually came out and, and handed them out themselves to the homeless people. And, you know, they were lit- literally approached by homeless people who were asking, you know, can I have a hat? Can I have some gloves? And you know, they were looking through and finding the supplies and, and giving them what they wanted. Um, and uh, and actually, the, the superheroes anonymous guys were great. They they gave them T-shirts with you know superhero logos on, and uh, and you know they came away completely changed by that experience. Just you know, a couple of hours of, of volunteer work really changed their perspective. And, and you know, it, it reminds me, and, and I'm, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but the, the last uh, leg- uh, the last Nation of Heroes documentary episode, which was on the Legacy Initiative, um, Travis, you said something at the end about, you know, I, I think um, people need to stop making excuses and either admit that they, they don't want to help and, and they're just not interested in doing it or, or step up and do something. And, uh, you know, for me, for me the, the example we're setting to our kids is that, you know, not being involved and ignoring the problem is not good enough and, and that you do have to step up and, and get, get involved. Absolutely. I've, uh, my kids have grown up in this, and uh, they're, uh, they're, they're hit and miss with outreaches, but every one of my kids are pretty street smart and able to, to go out and they know how to, how to follow instructions on the street and how to move around safely. And, uh, boy, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's uh to be able to raise my kids to to know right from wrong and to to not be afraid to get out there and do what they feel is right. Uh, they've they've seen interactions with law enforcement and and uh, less than favorable situations like uh, like you guys have just faced there and uh, we we've seen those things and you know it's my kids they they have a pretty broad perspective of uh, of the world because of these activities. I, you know, I think that's the bottom line, too, is that you give them, a, just what you said, you know, a broader view of the world, because I think a lot of kids go around, you know, in this protective little bubble, which is should. You want to maintain their childhood for as long as possible. At the same time, you don't want them to only view the world from that one particular station to which they were born. You want them to be able to empathize, sympathize at the very least, with people who, you know, um, they may never see were it not for these outreaches and such. So I'm um, I'm really happy to take my kids out on these outreach events 
um, and to to let them see, you know, a little darker side of the world. Sometimes they see the drug addicts out there, and they're still people, you know. So you can see that bad things can happen to good people and the effect. And, and it, for me, it's really important for my kids to see that so that they just don't think that it's like in the movies, that people are completely villainous because they're not you know, a, a certain way in society um, that, like I said, they could be good people that bad things have happened to, but this is what happens, you know, if you don't watch out. So it's it's good for kids to see that other side. Um, you guys have have little ones. We so, do. We have yeah. um, an eight and a half, almost seven, four and a half, and now our four-month-old, and or almost I said four and a half today. <laughs> we, we have too many children. Thank you, um, But we don't gloss over stuff when we're in Seattle and we see people that are homeless um, sitting under the bridge where we do a lot of our outreach. Um, we let them know this is, yeah, they're, they're homeless. That means that they don't have all of those things you guys were arguing over this morning about who gets screen time, you know, who gets to watch TV. It's That's not an issue for them because they it's not something they have and it's difficult and we get a lot of questions going, so it's a nice conversation to have with the kids immediately is, this is what homelessness means. These are the things that you guys have access to that they don't. And you can see, even in young minds, like the gears are turning, and they're really going, wow, that's, they don't have that. And they're starting to point things out, like, mommy, they don't, they don't have access to a TV. They don't watch TV shows. They don't have warm blankets, and thank you for my warm blankets. And they start uh. to really build that gratitude that you cannot buy later. You cannot take, they don't learn gratitude in school. They have to learn that through either hard life experiences or through, you know, their family teaching them what to look out for. And they do that. We were really wanting to organize a family-friendly homeless outreach, um, as you were describing, uh, Spectre, where our kids could come along with us and see what it's like while also being very, very safe and not sheltering them from the reality of it, but really letting them see what it's like while keeping them close to mom and dad. Something we're really looking forward to. Oh, Travis, Travis, you, I went on one of those with, uh, God, you guys had about 100 people out there, right? And there were kids out there. Now, how did you get oh, yeah. them to, yeah. All of our large monthly, there's always families. And uh, we we operate in small squads with that are led by uh, experienced volunteers. And yeah, there's always kids. And I, I personally, I think uh, teaching the next generation how to serve is uh, is crucial to the success of our of our society. When uh, as soon as that's gone, you know, we're all just done for. Yeah, you yeah, know. What was, uh, so what did you think of that? Uh, you've got to be in the mix with us out here, and they got to see the kids out there working alongside their parents. So, what was your thoughts, Rock? Well, I, the first thing that, that hit me was when you gave a big, um, kind of before everybody started, it, Travis gave a big pep talk to everybody who was there. And there were like 100 people there. Um, and he was reminding everyone, and this really stuck with me, that we're not there to, we don't call it helping them, because that would imply that we're above them. You mm-hmm. called it serving. And I love that, because I thought, wow, yeah, that's that's a difference. We're we're serving them, you know, that makes it completely different. So that was a good thing for the kids to, you know, so I saw the spark in a couple of their eyes were like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. 
Uh, and I thought that it was very protected. I thought that you didn't bring them anywhere dangerous. Um, that it was pretty well run to where if anything were to go awry, that you guys had at least a plan in place or you had it spread out so that everybody wasn't so far out of contact with each other that someone could be of assistance to another team. So it was. I was very impressed with that. Looking forward to doing that in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> in in flip-flops and, and tank tops. And so, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it was amazing. So people are listening because I get I – get, are you really – are you putting on the hook again? <laughs> Every time you talk about Every Hawaii. Every time I talk about Hawaii and I start crying about oh, it. Oh, good son. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. <laughs> now, you know what? I, I have to, cause we're, we're all together uh, right now, and, and it's rare for us to have this many people on who, who know each other, who've met each other, who actually, one thing that I'm noticing is that um, we tend to hang out more with, with like minds. It's I still have my friends outside of this type of community, but we we have less in common um, and less to talk about than, say, the people right now who are online. And that's because when you have that shared experience uh, that takes you through this gamut of emotions from just, you know, I, I I got bewildered the first time I was, I encountered a big giant homeless camp. I was like, holy crap, what do we do here? What's going on? You know, and, and you run from that to, you know, um, wanting to help to, you know, just frustration and anger at not being able to do as much as you can, to serve as much as you can, rather. So um, do you guys find that um, it's a little harder to relate to your normal friends and you don't talk to them that much about this? Travis, I know you're the exception because all your friends are pretty much doing the same thing you're doing now over there. But... Um, you know, for anyone else who doesn't have that big giant support group, um, is it harder? Do you guys find it harder to talk to your families or friends about this stuff? Um, I can say yes. It is a little bit more difficult. I've noticed that my friend base has kind of dwindled down to primarily people that do this. And I don't feel like my life is worse for it. I feel like not that my other friends are worthless by any means. They are the most amazing people in their own way. But when I'm already so busy in my normal life, I if I can get this kind of work done and have time with my friends, this is exactly what this type of life, the RLSH activist stuff allows me to do. So if it means that my friends are primarily online um, or I meet with them when I get to do these type of events, then great. But I have met you know, just a core group of people that don't do this. We don't hang out the same way. And partially that is because life changes. You know, you're now a mom of four. You're not going to be able to go out drinking or whatever as much as you used to, um, unless you bring the kids with you to a bar. That here is bad to do. I would have to add that uh, it's there's definitely something very different about the kind of people that you meet. Um, uh, being involved with the RLSH community, whether you're a team, whether you're on your own, what have you, there is kind of that uh, camaraderie there. There is that uh, you know bond through shared misery that you find in, in different vocations in the world. Um, I had quite a few similarities, say, between being in the military and a combat veteran myself. I was in the Army for 10 years. And I feel just as close to some people out in the uh, real-life superhero movement as I were with some of my combat buddies over overseas. So... Uh, 
to say that uh, you know there you know there's challenges or some people are closer or not closer. I still also have you know a core group of friends, you know some of which from childhood will always be there, will always be you know brothers and sisters and so on. But uh, you know there is something incredibly different about uh, you know meeting up with people or being on a team. That's something I, I can definitely speak to. Um, being on a team like in Seattle, for example, as individual people, as you know, just random personalities on the streets, we otherwise would never have so much as given the time of day to one another. And we are such very different people, very different backgrounds, very different walks of life, all combined in this unified cause towards helping and serving our community. That is something that is, that is, you know, brilliant. That's something that you find both in the military and I think in the real life superhero world is people that I think outside of these circumstances, probably couldn't stand each other. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that could probably nodding their heads up and down and say, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's true." Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, almost familial love, uh, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. It's 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 a, it's a chosen family now. It's a creative family. How about you, Spectre? I know that that you. Um, some are people, you are British. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, yeah. So, how is it with with your you know core group over there? Because I know you've got a lot of uh, support now in New in New York, but still, there was a point, right, where you were not everybody knew what you were doing, and there's still people who aren't don't know. Yeah, you know, there, there was a point where you know, I guess when we when, when essentially the New York Initiative split. Um, with you know, with one group wanting to do one thing and another group wanting to do another, and it was, it was a fa- fairly amenable split. But um, you know, essentially, when you've got a small group of volunteers and you cut that in half, <laughs> there's not a lot of manpower to achieve very much, and you know, you end up fairly isolated. But you know, I, I think I mean things grow. You know, if, if you keep doing the work regularly, if you you know, if just just keep demonstrating to people that you, you're doing something worthy, then then people pick up on it and. Uh, Eventually, people come along and, and stick around, and you know some of them some of them move on, but some of them stick around. Um, but you know the thing the thing that I've found quite jarring, actually, talking about you know personalities and, and groups of friends. Um, I you know I, I find that I can go into work, and, and I've, I've got a very good group of colleagues. It's you know it's a small company, probably thirty people that I work with um, regularly, and I you know I can very openly talk to them about doing the homeless outreach events and. Many many of them have chosen to come along every once in a while and just help out and carry things and and that's to me that's awesome you know having being able to take your professional life and and feed it into this as well um, but the the one thing I found really jarring you, you mentioned that conference that I go to once a year in San Francisco and uh, you know m- most of the people there are, are kind of techie geeks like like me that's, and that's kind of my background um, but you also get groups of, of, of salespeople and, and particularly salespeople and you know I'm not trying to trying to kind of uh, stereotype salespeople but there are big groups of kind of alpha males who head out there um, typically groups who have traveled you know either from the East Coast or, or from Europe and, and they're you know they're away from their wives and their partners um, you know it, and it becomes a big pissing match and it's it's status symbols it's flashing cash around it's and, and it's you know, it's tons of affluence. It's all about, you know, who's got the most money, who's got the best car, who's got the, the most expensive Rolex. And uh, and I, I find myself buried in this, this culture that, to be honest, I find completely disdainful um, and, and just the antithesis of, of how I feel about society. And, and I find myself buried in this for, for probably four or five days. And at the same time, 
you're seeing, you know, the poverty, the homelessness, the, the social issues in San Francisco around you. And, and that, to me, is, is really, really hard to bear. And, and you know, I, I must say, whenever I come out, I'm so glad to get out of that and, and hang out with the, you know, with the San Francisco Initiative. Um, because, I, I, you know, I, I honestly struggle to be exposed to that much uh, greed and selfishness for, for too long before it, it grinds me down. It just, it just makes me an emotional wreck, you know. Oh, yeah. You said something. You mentioned something that you overheard one of the salespeople saying about, uh, I think it was a salesperson, about the homeless. And it was, oh, I yeah. can't remember the quote, but it was oh, it so was. I basically said, uh, I don't agree with feeding the homeless. All you're doing is encouraging them. And and this was this was said in a bar after way too many drinks. Oh, right? Yeah. But, you know, everything there is said in a bar after way too many drinks. So it's not an excuse. It's just a... Uh, it's the way they communicate. But, uh, yeah, this guy said, you can't feed the homeless because you encourage them. And my response was, the only thing you're encouraging them to do is to stay alive. And if if you don't feed them, you're encouraging them to die. And uh, there was a big, long, pregnant pause, and I walked out of the bar and went back to my hotel. That was oh, drop the money. Yeah. And <laughs> that for a slice of fried gold. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is there an explosion behind me? Right? Oh, man. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to animate that. You no, know, right? We're gonna <laughs> totally. Yep. That was. I'm sorry. That was. That was really super cool. Yeah, because I was thinking when you said that. Well, Travis, how does it feel to be uh, enabling them? God, horrible. What a thing to say. There must be a. a Slight pause. Oh, he logged out. He might have a. Oh, breaking up just a little bit. Oh, okay. Can you can you hear us now? Now I can hear you. Better, better. Okay. There you go. I yes, was sir. saying when, yeah, when he when he said that, uh, I was thinking. Wow. So Travis, you've been an enabler all your life. How do you feel about that? So it's still breaking up on me. I, oh. Uh-oh. I'm catching, uh, I don't know if uh, something's buffering bad or I don't know what's going on. But can you hear me okay? My... Yeah, we can hear you fine. How about you, okay. Inspector? Inspector? Yeah, I can, can I hear you fine uh... now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Okay. I'm hoping that uh, uh, it's not. You know, we live, uh, Spectre knows this, we're right next to an airport. Um, it's literally uh -huh. five minutes from here. So every now and then we'll get airport interference. Uh, and you know, yeah, and uh, that's a bummer. But it's for the show. So, Vector, did you hear us? I was saying that was you dropped the mic on that one, and we're gonna get Vector. <laughs> we're gonna get Vector to animate that man. That was awesome. <laughs> you know what though? I just imagined that as soon as I left that bar, there was probably a silence for a while, and people turned around and went. What the fuck was that guy's problem? What a dick! <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I just. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> yeah, who was that guy? Stupid man that makes us think. Some homeless guy that walked into the bar, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too much. So, um, you know, this is our three-year. Uh, are we coming in clear right now? Are we okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, this is our three-year anniversary. Um, we're gonna have some clips, some highlights that that happened about our our three years of. Shows, but you know what? Uh, we're like, nah. You know, instead, I think that that uh, if you 
guys remember any, you know, of your favorite guests and stuff? Could could uh, bring them up and uh, briefly tell me why they were your favorite guests? Because if, so, if this is someone's first time listening to us, they're probably like, you guys are weird, but you're you're kind of intriguing. I kind of want to listen more. We want you to know that there's so much more than what you're just hearing right now. There, We've had just the craziest guests on, some of the most serious guests, and uh, some of the weirdest moments ever, I think, on, on radio. <laughs> Seriously. So um, uh, how about if I start with uh, ladies first? We'll, we'll ask. Uh, yeah, that's right. I put you on the spot, Timber. <laughs> one, of your, one of your favorite. Uh, it, it could even be the time you were on talking about stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do like talking. <laughs> Actually, it was, I can't remember what we were talking about necessarily, but we had a guy named Uncle Otis on, it rhymes with Otis or whatever, and oh. he, was trying to, he was trying to get us to guess who he was, and I was sitting there like, I was, I pulled up an anagram thing on my computer, I'm freaking out, I'm like, who the hell is this? It was Purple Lotus, one of our uh, RLSB. If you don't know oh, that, it's yeah. a real life super villain. Like we're yeah. heroes. And the thing is, the RLSV, some of them, a lot of them, sorry, Cap and Baroness, make some great, great points. Cap and Baroness being one of them. But Purple Lotus is another one of those guys, and he just wanted to be, you know, kind of funny and messing with us. But he was hilarious. I think he's making some good points about things. And it might have been about homeless handouts or whatever it was, or treating people with dignity or something along those lines, but it was so hilariously funny that I was rolling on the ground, I finally realized who it was. I think Bug was on the board and uh, typed in in the chat room, like, it's Purple Lotus! God damn it. Just realizing who it was, and I had my kid right next to me, and they thought Mommy was having a stroke. It was great. That's how, you know what? The RLS, I forgot about that moment. Real life supervillain. In case you guys realize that we've been saying RLSH and RLSV for, you know, the whole show. And, and if you don't know, that's real-life superhero. And, of course, they're Nemesis. Nemesis. Real-life supervillain. <laughs> Nemesis. <laughs> I know. Um, shut up, Nazi. Anyway, um, they're uh, real-life superheroes. They're people who go out and sometimes wear costumes and do good deeds. And real-life supervillains, uh, people who wear costumes and call out people who are posers in the real-life superhero community or people who are lying or, or whatever. They're, they're there to keep us in line for the most part. So, um, yeah, I forgot about that night. Yeah. We'll go around the room. Uh, well, actually, no, we'll go over to uh, the other side of the uh, pond, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> what was the, what was one of your favorite moments, Spectre? I, I can guess a few of them, but I'm going to let you... Uh, Oh, man. So, you know, before the show, I was trying to write down my, my... I was trying to put some thought into this so I didn't just clam up when I was asked this question, <clears throat> but I was kind of thinking, what, what was my favorite episode, what was the most educational episode, what was the funniest or weirdest episode, and, and some some odd kind of crossover stuff that we had going on, but <clears throat> for me, going back to uh, the same character, my my funniest episode was we did a, a Christmas special, and... Um, and and Rock, you you uh, you were unable to attend for some reason. So we had um, we had this this kind of weird co-host mix of uh, Dark Guardian, and you know Dark Guardian is the coolest guy. He's but he's he's not, uh, and he's got a good sense of humor. Um, but he's not not one to joke around too much. He's pretty serious and uh, straight to the point. Right. 
Um, and, you know, he, he likes to come on shows and, and debate things. You know, he, he loves to debate things like politics. You know, he'll, he'll talk your ear off about politics. Um, right. And, and along with Dark Guardian in his kind of serious, uh, slightly argumentative uh, rise was uh, Captain Blackheart, who, who uh, Temper just mentioned. <laughs> and, uh, and Captain Blackheart, before this Christmas show, I think it had maybe been feeling a little nervous and had a few drinks, maybe on the, uh, the crack and rum a little bit before the show. Yeah. Um, and and you know was it was amusingly uh, amusingly tipsy at the beginning of the show, uh, but was drinking pretty heavily throughout the hour and a half, and by the end of the show was just a rambling, incoherent. Oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, I remember and, uh, we caught a little of that. We were driving. We were driving home from. I don't know why we were driving home from Los Angeles, from down south, and we caught some of that. And he, you're right. He was he was lit. By the end of the show. Oh my God. I remember that episode. <laughs> oh, it, was terrible. it made for some funny, funny uh, radio, but my God, poor DG. DG didn't like it. <laughs> you could tell. Like, he was annoyed. It was terrible. What are you doing? Oh, oh what's that? Oh, oh, yeah. He, he, said to me, uh, he said to me afterwards, um, he said, uh, just just make sure next time I come on a show, we've really got something serious to talk about, because that was a bit random. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that was a pretty <laughs> random episode. Yeah, you guys got to go back and hear that one, because to hear Captain Baroness, you know, just a uh, captain, rather, uh, Blackheart, drunk as hell, he's a, he's a real-life supervillain who's one of our absolute favorites, real good guy, don't tell anyone we said that, um, in real life, very charitable, very kind. But in in um, the community, he is a real life supervillain. So you, you got to hear that one. Comedy gold, boy, right there. So, well, I think you're you're chomping at the bit. You got yeah. another one. There was one. It was I think it was a Halloween episode, and we were all doing crazy voices. Oh lord. Um, and Vector was doing oh. some of the craziest. It was that guy from Wreck It Ralph? Oh, you should call and, in, Vector, and do that, because uh, we know you're really like, Mama, you betcha, oh, doing fortune-telling, and it was the most pointless, hilarious thing. I think Cap called it, and he didn't figure out who was who, and I think, again, he was drunk. But that was, it was just great. We, we had, had a fortune-teller, yeah. You know, we ridiculous. had a lot of great subjects. Uh, we do. It's really educational, but sometimes those crazy ones are the best. Dude, you gotta have fun. What about what about you, Trav? What was one of your favorites? You know, I anytime that you get Cap on the line, right? I'm, I'm down for that. Like, there's and yeah, drinking that guy. <laughs> yeah, too funny that guy. Yeah. Oh, Man. oh the. It's the walls of his house to talk. Oh, <laughs> my God. We we've know. had some fun over there a few times. <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, we've been over there, and I think that was the very last time Nightbug got drunk and has, like, <laughs> since sworn off getting that drunk ever again. Haven't you, honey? Yeah, that was pretty much it. That's, that's his response. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Bob, what's, what are your favorite? You've been on the board for three years working this stuff. What what was one of your favorite shows from three years ago? Or from, you know, you had to know that I was going to ask you. Okay, you so I'll make- see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I was trying to think of one show that stands out. That was, you know, because I was going to say, if you want time to think about it, I can always go to Evo. Yeah, you might have to come back to me. All right, Evo. Yeah. Do you folks need a few minutes? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> you can say this is your favorite if you want, because we're all here. This no, is my favorite. <laughs> I was going to say, we're all here. So. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think we had, this is the first time we've had you on, though, huh? I've come as, as a caller before, <gasps> once or twice. We're going to have to go back and pull that up. Wow. Ooh. People don't know that there was a there was a big rivalry for some reason, an unspoken rivalry. Oh, it was spoken. Oh, it was quite spoken. spoken. Oh, okay. Be- between the, the Rain City Superhero Movement and the initiative. And it was just, it was just crazy. And it's here, here, these two now are married and have a child. So, obviously, oh, I'm so they, scared. they Right. They've mended uh, they've mended the uh, the rift, thank goodness, so to speak. But um, yeah, that, uh, I have to go back now and, and check out your call. You were nice though, weren't you? We didn't hang up on you. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I behaved. Okay. <laughs> that could have got bad, really bad. Um, I don't have a favorite. I do have stuff that sticks out in my head. Uh, you know, there was a guy that came on. He's uh, the smoke. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's pretty awesome. Smoke he took cosplayer. My answer, yeah. Yeah, that cosplayer guy. Oh my god, yeah. he he just had so much energy. Uh, he's he's the bumper that you heard um, at the beginning of the show. Want me want me to play that solo again? Yeah, why not? Here, hold on. Hey everybody, this is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in <laughs> and become a hero on Hero 101. Okay. <laughs> that guy, now, now, he had, I don't know, Spectre, he was one of our favorites, wasn't he? Oh, man. So, so that guy, you know, I met him randomly in an elevator. We we were going to a comedy <laughs> And and you know we we get it's, it's my wife and I we're getting into the elevator with a couple of bags and, and we hear this shout stop the stop the elevator stop the ele-. and so so we we hold the door and this guy gets in with this freaking he's got this pile of like nine foot of cases and boxes and and crap that he's kind of wheeling in and the guy is about nine foot tall himself and and uh, and, and about the same width he's he's built like a truck and. Uh, <laughs> And, and yeah, and my wife's kind of nudging me, and, and look who it is, look who it is. And I'm like, I have no idea. This is, he's a big guy. He looks like a wrestler or something. And uh, and he turn, it turns out he's a professional cosplayer. He's been on uh, the Heroes of Cosplay show. Um, but it was only when I had asked him if he'd come on here and, and kind of talk about cosplay. And, and, you know, I kind of thought it would be fairly lighthearted. And I look look up his kind of bio, and it turns out he's a former Marine. He was a former uh, bodyguard for the government. He kind of was a bodyguard for government officials. Then he was a pro wrestler. Uh, then he got into professional cosplay. And, and he does a ton of work for, like, inner-city youth as well. And he, he was just an amazing guy to to just have to talk uh, just generally about positivity and, and yeah, I guess the power of willpower to, to make a positive change in the world. He was just an awesome, awesome guy. Right? The energy he had was just, he's crazy. He's like, you know, you you can't, you could get a word in edgewise, but it's more fun to hear him talk because he's got that cool voice too. So. Yeah. yeah. Lots of fun. 
One of one of the moments I, I have to throw this in because I was just writing about this the other night and it brought it all back. One of the most because um, we have serious topics too, really serious topics. When when there's a major disaster, we're always coming back. Even if we've done several of them, we will always come back and do another emergency preparedness show um, because you can't be too prepared nowadays. We used to think, oh, it's just California that gets earthquakes. No, no, they get them in Utah, right, Trav? Yeah, we have yeah. a pretty gnarly fault line here. Earthquakes are a big thing. Emergency. That was I was gonna say that was uh, probably one of my favorite shows as far as uh, informational and uh you know, there's a lot of shows for, for uh good times and humor, but that was really good for the educational content. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's nice to hear because there's always, even though we've had like three or four of those shows so far, we, we try to update them with another new tip here that, that you know, we just learned about, uh, something to update, you know, um, your food stores, for instance, or, you know, how to survive this. We had a firefighter on, one of my old high school friends who is a battalion chief now, and um, so, yeah, 30 years of doing that, and he had a lot of good tips for us. Um yeah, but you know, I, I was going to mention oh. him as well because oh, we've Brett? done some, yeah. like you say, some disaster prep shows in the past. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, personally, I, I kind of arrogantly thought that I was fairly savvy about disaster prep. And then he came on and I realized that I knew absolutely nothing compared to right? him. That there's still a hell of a lot to learn out there. Right. But then, you know, that's his life, 30 years of firefighting and, and such. So, you know, um He's amazing. But the one show that really sticks out, like I said, um, in my head that is is probably the most one of the most surreal moments of my life was uh we had a Disneyland vacation scheduled, a little family vacation, and we were gonna do our show from Disneyland. Uh because we're like, you know, we'll just find a quiet spot in Disney, which there are, believe it or not, and do the show from there, you know, on our end. And uh, a week before we went to Disneyland, uh, we had to change the topic because, unfortunately, um, it was right after the Sandy Hook uh, tragedy, the school shooting. And that just shook us completely to our core, you know, being parents. Um, so we changed the topic to a live active shooter, what to do. And we had on um, Alan Moore of... Not that Alan Moore. The Alan Moore of um of uh Eris Tactical Solutions. Um, this guy trains uh the police when they want additional training for all kinds of, you know, firearms and defense. Uh, anyway, you can look him up. Ares is A R E S Tactical Solutions. But um <clears throat> we had him on and we were talking about live active shooters and what to do in that situation. And Nightbug and I were staked out at a near a power outlet. Um, we wanted to make sure our phones didn't die. Right um, a little bit in front of the Small World ride in Disneyland. So here we've got we're in the happiest place on earth, you know, hearing all the happy laughter and hearing the Small World theme over and over again, um, talking about what to do in the event of a live shooter. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is this is so, so odd, because the, the tone of the show was really, of course, you know, as shows like that are want to be, very, um, very somber, you know, being in that place. But uh, we got a lot of really good info out. 
So really, people, you may never need this. We hope you may never need this info, but it's better to have and not need, right? So if you hear it and you hear it over and over again and it becomes second nature, you're not going to freeze up in case the worst comes to fruition. And that's true of our self-defense classes, too, our de-escalation classes, everything that we have in our archives. Um, and uh, I, I see that... Uh, Nightbug is um, trying to man the board and, and give me hand signals. And yes, you hear a little little tiny one here. We've got uh, this is the the newest member of the the uh, I'm gonna call her the initiative. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, their little one is here with us. So um, <laughs> anyway, Maybe thank you guys. You should put some sharing. shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today. If she doesn't want to put shorts on, that's that's on her. She's she's of that age. Okay. Um, I, I have to say, I picture you guys as, as being like the Incredibles now as well. You know, uh, Mr. Incredible, <laughs> the girl and the, you know, the new baby. She's very much like Jack Jack. So that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh my God, that's alert. That's true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> hey, can we talk about a topic? And Travis, you've been around the community long enough and done enough with a whole bunch of costume people. In fact, oh my god, wait, you are a costume person now too. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> that has to do with this. And this is this is a topic that since we're all together, it it comes up every now and then, but we've got a mixed group now, so it for me it'd be fun to talk about masks while on patrol or during events, etc. pros and cons because Everybody who you guys, who you, our wonderful listening audience, are listening to right now has patrolled or done some type of costume or some type of event in costume. And there's a lot of controversy back and forth about whether or not it's a good thing to have them. So, hey, she can make as much noise as she wants. She's a, yeah, she's allowed. Anyway, so um, I, I would love somebody with a strong opinion on this. To start, and don't you walk away too far there, Evo, because I know you've got an opinion. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be quiet. Anyone, please, somebody pipe up. I want to hear something about this. Uh, commentary on uh, on math? Yeah, pros or cons? Yeah, that is a tough one. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> my personal opinion. I, I think the novelty of, of the mask and the gimmick is a lot of fun. But for me, I gave it up because I felt like uh, the mask and the gimmick put a barrier between myself and the community that I'm trying to serve. Uh, and so I, I felt like I was much more effective without it. I, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It was fun. The uh, Wearing a mask is fun, but it also allows for a slight disconnect. Uh, I didn't feel like I quite got that human connection that I would get without it. That makes sense. Oh yeah, no. To- do you think it's because they can't see your eyes, maybe, or I, or do you think it's because they actually see you the, as the Batman? Because you were wearing yeah, my, Batman. So my my gimmick, no, not so. Before I started doing the cosplay, so I uh, I actually patrolled with the Black Monday for a little while. Oh wow! Um, Legacy was already started, and uh, so I was trying. I was sort of doing both. And uh, for a while, I had a persona, and I patrolled with Black Monday. And uh, I, I, my face was completely covered. You couldn't see my face at all. 
and uh, and I got to and so I noticed the difference. I had that that frame of comparison between the activities of Legacy Initiative and the activities of Black Monday, and I, I just kind of noticed the difference in how people would react, and I knew what my goals were, and it seemed that while entertaining, I felt like I was much less effective behind a mask. Oh, interesting. Huh. What about what about you guys? Anyone? Um I'm I'm pretty against it, honestly. Uh, I, I agree that it can have its place um for certain events. Um, if it's like a fundraising thing, people like to see superheroes and stuff like that, but if it's like a homeless outreach or a patrol, there are so many more ways to be effective without wearing a mask. If it's in a place where, like homeless outreach, you wear a mask, it's almost like you're belittling the people that you're there to serve. I really love that you're, like how Travis mentioned, you're not there to help, you're there to serve. You know, it's, it, it kind of comicizes, comicizes? There's a word that my mom brain can't come up with, but it trivializes kind of what we're there to do, and I feel like you're doing it to call attention to yourself, and unless it's for the right reasons, there are other ways to do it. Um, I think it can bring more harm than good. On a patrol, it's just not something that I've ever done. I am married to someone who, you know, that was, that, that's what they did. They wore masks on patrol, so I can't say that it, it is completely ineffective because it's not something that I did. But it's not something that I would do based off of the people that I know. Mm, I've been on, as Evo, I've, I've been on both sides of the fence. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, controversy, you know, pro mask against mask. Um, there is a time and place for it. Um, and considering that, uh, the only real requirement anymore to be part of the real life superhero movement is to, <laughs> you know, have a Facebook page and uh, get a couple selfies loaded. A mask seems to be, you know, one of the only main qualifiers, but uh, that is absolutely not the case. Um, patrols, uh, the team I was on in Seattle, we would wear masks. Um, everyone kind of had their own, had their own thing. It had, uh, I would consider, it pretty effective for what we did. We were a very organized team at the time, um, but you know, there's a lot of uh, events and stuff where it's absolutely not appropriate. Uh, homeless handouts being a very good example that uh, Temper brought up earlier. Um, people can get spooked by that. I mean, and I'm not just talking about people on, you know, Master Crack or anything, you know, tripping out and thinking you're actually Batman. I'm talking like just the regular guy down on his luck, see someone in a mask, any mask, he can't tell friend from foe. Um, and it's just not a practical thing. Um, I would do, uh, say, like blood draws, for example, at uh, or uh, blood donations, rather, for the uh, Puget Sound Blood Center. And I would come in just dressed as myself, maybe for a tie or something like that, and I would actually ask one of the techs taking a blood draw, hey, do you mind if I put on this mask, and could you take a picture? Because I'd like to upload this to our Facebook page. And like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, you know, a lot of people actually, you know, start taking pictures also and drawing a little, little crowd and, and things like that. And it, it gains a lot of exposure. I mean, it's, uh, the mask itself was, uh, in, in that kind of case, was a lot more of a symbol. Um, and again, I always stand behind the, you know, I, I don't represent any superhero. I wasn't Captain America. I wasn't Batman. I was just a dude, just like you or I or anyone else. I was just a citizen, and I could be anybody. It doesn't take anyone special to be able to do this stuff. And that's the kind of message that 
you know, I wanted to relay when I chose to wear the mask. But again, there's there's lots of times, especially in doing RLSH related activities, where it's really not appropriate or not necessarily helpful. It's like so, our May Day riots in Seattle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what happened at the May Day riots in Seattle? Um, two years ago, <laughs> a lot of the superheroes were targeted. Um, well, actually, more than that, honestly, the RCSM really got a lot of, of targeted heat. Oh yeah. From a lot of the anarchists and other people. Um, but two years ago, Red Ranger and El Caballero both got into the mob, and someone took Red Ranger's mask, and people were getting pushed and punched. And uh, former partner John Drops, that used to be in the initiative, he he and I ran in, were pulling people out, and Constantine, another guy from Echo, was trying to help too. And they recognized superheroes. They recognize the costume, they recognize the mask, and when that happens, you're no longer being effective by helping keep the peace and, and looking out for people that are on the fringes causing damage. You're now drawing more attention and getting people riled up. So that was bad. And this last May, uh, it was the same thing, where if people decided to wear costumes, they got called out. They had, were having names called out, then people were getting riled up for that. Whereas people that were kind of going gray, like the gray man look in, in terms of looking like every person, it's just you're you're dressing in street or tactical clothes that allow you to move better. You're able to actually focus on whatever your mission is, and I don't mean to sound all you know GI Joe on that. It's more <laughs> whatever your goal is, you're able to focus and not have to stop and take pictures. And um, some a member of the community, Skyman, likes to talk about um, the shaking babies and kissing hands. You know, the making that a funny thing and. Phoenix Jones is well known for that too, of stopping to take pictures and you know all of that. It's, it's less about the fame that it gets you in that moment, and more about actually accomplishing something. In that in that situation, do not wear a mask. As the is the uh, resident GI Joe on the room, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I will uh, I will say that uh, yeah, uh, things like maybe or you know protests in general, riots in general. Um, there's there's quite a few people out there that. Uh, in these specific cases, we'll see people in masks as the police, as the man, as the, you know, the good guys there. They're protesting against or things like that. And, you know, whether or not that's the case is kind of irrelevant. The point is that, uh, I mean, you're singling yourself out amongst a crowd of pissed off people yeah. who, you know, don't want to be stopped. And, you know, we, we see anyone else kind of standing up, they think they're being crossed by them. Um, I've I've done both. I've worn a mask for uh, mayonnaise for the RCSM and independently, and I've also this past year decided to go as a, what temper call a gray man, and I mean that's that's simply just for me dark pants or a Kevlar vest underneath a, a gray hoodie, and uh, I walked around. I had a camera on me, a little GoPro uh, strapped to my chest. I had a little I'm a volunteer badge on me, so I was very clearly you know not associated with any particular group or thing or entity. I was just a dude. And I have actually quite a bit of uh, video footage that uh, shows that I was able to help quite a few people. Um, I was able to <laughs> prevent uh, a former initiative member actually get arrested because I had video footage uh, oh, wow. proving he didn't do something the police thought he did do. Um, and uh, as opposed to, I also have quite a bit of footage because I was keeping an eye on the uh, other team in Seattle, Echo, that uh, did that. We all had... Uh, pre-planning meetings before this. We actually worked with them. We collaborated with Echo, you know, trying to tell them, you know, don't do this. Don't mask up. Not for this thing. You want to do patrols, it's fine. Don't do it on a riot. 
they did anyway, so I have plenty of footage of them being pushed, shoved, singled out. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of very angry people. There was uh, altercations where there were people uh, open carrying, which is, I mean, you don't want to get involved in that. That's not a time you want to single yourself out, or especially as any kind of legal authority. So, you know, in cases like that, that's that's definitely not a good case for the mask. No, definitely. Yeah, all all good examples. What about you, Spectre? You, you hang with people who still wear masks you know, out in uh, New York, right? Yeah, you know, for me, it, it all depends on the situation. I mean, I think the guys have kind of covered the, you know, the ups and downs of it. But, yeah. you know, in, in the New York area, if we go out in the West Village, we've got, you know, it's almost like a party atmosphere there. It's, it's people people being kicked out of bars, you know, who make it a bit rowdy. It's, you know, it's drunk chicks who can't find their way home who we have to put in a cab. <laughs> It's a very different atmosphere to when you're out in Harlem and there are, you know, cops being shot on the streets. You know, it's 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 a whole different ball game. And, you know, we we've had some people who are desperately into the whole superhero image who, you know, have gone up to Harlem, uh, literally dressed in in gold spandex and a mask. And I, I've had to tell them not to do it, you know, because they're just putting themselves. Uh, I mean, we we wear Kevlar every time we're there, and and it's not. You know, we, we've been threatened by guns out on the streets of Harlem, you know, just Dark Guardian and myself walking around fairly innocently. You know, we, we didn't look like anything. We didn't threaten anyone. And then we had, you know, we had a, at one point a pimp threaten us with uh, with automatic weapons. So, you know, it, it's no joke up there. And, and as much as people like to kind of flatter their own ego, uh, it, you know, sometimes safety's just got to come first. Agreed. <clears throat> I think everybody covered all the bases. I think... <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to do a a street boutique on uh, Thursday, and um, the the most we're going to do is maybe wear a cape. And I know that sounds silly, but there's a group of women. We've got a group <clears throat> called uh, the Super Heroes Initiative, and and we've been doing a, uh, an up around here lately to where we can wear a cape, and it's got just a little symbol on it. They're just fun little capes. And when you see a bunch of women doing that. And you come over and you go, hey, what's going on? It's not threatening at all. They're very colorful capes. And, you know, everyone's got a smile on their face. They're usually handing out clothes or food or such. So in that instance, yeah, that that's fine. Because then people want to know, what are you doing? What are all these lots of capes? And we tell them. You get, you get a chance to promote whatever you're doing. And I think that's the point where, you know, it, it can be more of a pro um, than a con. Anywhere else, yeah. We have friends who do go out and patrol streets at night. Um, we worry about their safety because you do notice them. There's no way to hide when you're a big group wearing, you know, just these made-up homemade costumes. And I guess that they would argue that that's good because people see them as a symbol. That's That's great. The only thing that I ever worry about is that the wrong people may also see them quite clearly as a symbol and you know they may have to suffer the consequences of that so um yes we've got the cutest little sounds back here um for this week only um it's going to be so boring here next week without those cute sounds i can try to make those sounds next week but yeah uh, we could do a whole show on you making those goofy ass sounds anyway <laughs> anyway so you know we've only got seven minutes left in the show but that's that's a really important topic to us because it comes up at least once a month. And um, belonging to a community full of people who uh, aspire to be like their superhero idols, um, 
this is a real touchy subject sometimes. So I like hearing both sides and seeing if I can hear something new. And I do, usually. Um, by the way, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area on Thursday, People's Park in Berkeley, we will be uh, having a street boutique. Street boutique courtesy of the Legacy Initiative who gave us the idea in the first place. So we're stealing all your ideas, bruh. That's it. Uh, you know, right that's there. what it's about is the idea swap. You know, you guys prompted us to step up on, you know, we would clean up a couple of needles here and there. You guys prompted us to step on in that area. So, you know, it's the, it's the idea to swap and that makes oh, yeah. it all better. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool way to put I like, okay, idea swap. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we still stole your idea. Right? <laughs> 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 anyway, Spectre, um, since we only have six more minutes left in the show, <clears throat> Excuse me. Is there is there before you go? Oh my God! You completely forgot to talk about that uh, or say that. Um, is there something I'm forgetting? You know, so so I put together my list of my favorite episodes, and you've pretty much covered all of them except for one. Um, and this one, you you know which one I'm talking about instantly because you can almost hear the geeking out in my voice. But we had oh. um, uh, an oh. actress was in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, oh, Chase yeah. Masterson. So she was a, a Bajoran for any Trekkies out there who would equally geek out. And she came on the show. And she, so she is part of a um, something called the Pop Culture Anti-Bullying Coalition. And, and they're a, an anti-bullying um, charity and, and non-profit who do education around stopping bullying. And, you know, they started off in, uh, particularly focusing on, on Comic-Cons and kind of cosplay and, you know, cosplay is not consent and that whole that whole deal. Um, but are now kind of going around schools and doing anti-bullying training, and, and it's it's an awesome thing. Um, she also does work with kind of uh, Crips and Bloods and, and kind of rehabilitating them to see each other as, as people. And um, and she was just one of the coolest guests and yep. just so well-spoken and friendly and, and, and just had all the time in the world for us. She kind of ran over the time that she had promised and just carried on. And um, so that, that, for me, was just one of the highest points um, you know, over the last year, it was just an awesome, awesome show. No, she was awesome. In fact, she inspired us to start our, another group uh, that is is specifically uh, put together to help out during conventions because conventions can sometimes be an unsafe place, especially for women in, you know, costume. So uh, we started a convention initiative that actually goes around uh, to conventions and volunteers, you've got to go through a little bit of training before you can get on the team, but um, they volunteer to help be more eyes and ears for security already in place at any given convention in anywhere. So if you're interested in that, just go on Facebook and look up Convention Initiative, and uh, you can figure out how to join us there. Um before we go there, I, I did want to, in all this birthday wishing, I, if he gets a chance to hear this or if he's listening now, um, we don't get to go to karaoke tonight. There's a karaoke party in San Francisco that we would really love to have gone to, but we don't get to go because we've got we got to get ready for tomorrow. We've got this whole uh, film crew thing coming tomorrow, um, and we've still got to sort through a bunch of clothes for our street boutique on Thursday. The guy who started the, um, <laughs> yes, we're nerds, the Golden Gate Knights Lightsaber Training Academy, the awesome Alon Block, you guys, some people know him as Alan, um, 
he is celebrating his birthday today, and he's going karaoke, and I, I wanted to sing a song with him, but I don't get to. It's okay. But uh, if you're listening no right now... No reward is worth this. Right. If you're listening right now, uh, Alon, thank you for teaching uh, Bug and I how to uh, lightsaber duel. It's actually what we did at, uh, for our first dance at our wedding uh, a year ago. Yeah. And a year, uh, a whole year, year. and Spectre and everybody in this room happened to be a, a part of that. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, a big, big, big happy birthday to Alon, and um, I I I hope you get to sing your ass off because I I wish I could be there, but I'm not. And and you should have called in. I would have had you sing online because you got a, an amazing voice. So um, with that, we've got two minutes left. I'm gonna leave the rest to my co-host. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who showed up and who uh, got to uh, join in online to uh, Temper and Evocatus, Evo, and to Travis Heisel of the Legacy Initiative and to the guy manning the uh, the uh, force here, uh, Nightbug. And and to everybody in the chat room. Me. Yes, great. <laughs> great. And to Jonah Jameson. Thank you very much. And you know what, I, I've got to say thank you as well. We, we've had some really, really good suggestions for future shows come up. So we we actually have some really, really cool topics lined up for the new year and, and, and over the next month as well. So uh, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, some of our past guests have actually uh, recommended some, some really awesome some topics. So I'm not going to spill the beans yet, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, we will be back very soon with um, with a show featuring, featuring Superheroes Anonymous and some of the work they do with uh, Homeless Outreach and hopefully featuring uh, our guest tonight, Travis, and, uh, and some of the Legacy Initiative on there as well. So uh, watch this space on that. And, uh, you know, we will uh, we will try to be back as, as soon as possible. We're hoping to, to get back into our, our Tuesday night groove. So uh, watch this space. It'll be same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, we've been Heroes 101 Radio. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you all have a, a safe and fun night. Good night, everyone. Night, everybody. Happy year anniversary. Happy three-year anniversary to I didn't know how this machine worked.